0: Hello there, and welcome to the Chalk Talk with Kyle Dobbins podcast. Um, Chalk Talk with Kyle Dobbins is a podcast that will examine sports stories that inspire, uplift, and inform those of us who watch sports as fans. Uh, My name is Kyle, and I'm your host. Um, And... um, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I have been a big fan of podcasts for many years, whether I am uh, driving in a car or doing dishes or working or working outside or um, really doing anything. I, I really enjoy having a podcast on. I think it's a unique way to um, get information out and entertain and have fun and um, so I am uh, very interested in jumping into the podcast world. Um, I currently serve as a youth pastor and I'm uh, and, um, prior to, I've been a youth pastor since 2016. Um, and prior to church ministry, I spent about seven years uh, working in, in sports. Um, I spent um, about five years working in college basketball and um, after working in college basketball, I transitioned into, um, into working with youth sports. And so, I, um, I, as you can see, I have a passion for, uh, for, for sports. And um, I'm, I'm really passionate about the intersection of sports and society. And I, I really think sports is a tool that can promote unity. And I saw that when I was working in college basketball. I saw that when I was working in youth sports. I see that as a fan, and from my own experience, when I, you know, played high school basketball a long time ago, or um, as I watch sports as a fan, I think it can be a tool that can promote unity. And um, I want this podcast to explore the intersection of sports and society, and look at things in the sports world that inspire us and uplift us, and and just bring us good news. this past Monday uh, was my daughter's one year old birthday. And I think about the past 365 days have been, you know, like the most tired 365 days of my wife and I's lives, I think. And I've always told uh, my wife, you know, that I want to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast. And um, I've, I've just never really gotten around to doing it. And, you know, I want my daughter. To see um, in me somebody that chases dreams and has goals and goes after goals and isn't afraid to take risks, and um, so I want to give the podcast world a chance and um, and really give this a shot. And um, so I hope that you enjoy listening and um, that we have fun together. Um, it's not going to be perfect as we go along, as we as we move, you know, through episodes. Hopefully. My recording will will improve, and background noises will get better, and maybe we can incorporate some cool bumper music or uh, things like that. But thank you for uh, being along for the ride, and um, we're excited to get going. Um, So, what I wanted to talk about first tonight is um, looking at the NBA, and I came across a couple of tweets earlier today um, from uh, Shams Sharania of Stadium and The Athletic. If you do not follow uh, Shams on Twitter, he is incredible. He is a um, a one-man tweeting machine, must-follow for those of you that love the NBA, uh, that love basketball. He is constantly putting out information. Him and Adrian Wojnarowski and Chris Haynes, Um, They just duke it out for NBA scoops. And I think Shams is one of the best there is. So the NBA's plan is to resume the season at the end of July at the most magical place on earth, none other than Walt Disney World. And so the NBA has decided to bring 22 teams, basically the top 22 teams, based on standings, to bring them to Orlando, to um, have special protocols in place, have testing for coronavirus in place, quarantine, logistics, I mean, everything you can imagine, and have these 22 teams basically sequestered um, at Disney, in Disney resorts, and and play out these games at the – I don't know the exact venue names, but it's kind of in, in that section of Disney where the ESPN wild world of sports complex is. If you remember the Thanksgiving tournament for college basketball, I think it's, it used to be called the milk house, but they have two or three really nice uh, basketball facilities that, that can even house spectators. Uh, Shams tweeted that out too. But the plan is to have all the teams stay on Disney properties, play at these facilities, finish the regular season play a tournament all in Orlando at the same location. And, you know, if you you follow sports, the NBA, and Adam Silver is um, the commissioner of the NBA. The NBA does a great job um, with um, innovation. They're creative. They're very forward-thinking. They're always um, thinking ahead and and very well-thought-out sports league. They do a great job. But Shams tweeted these two things tonight, and I found them interesting. Uh, I think you might find them funny. Uh, But in the NBA's Orlando campus, uh, the players will enjoy these hotel amenities. They will have a players-only lounge, complete with NBA 2K, which is a video game, TVs, gaming. They will have access to pool and trails. Uh, they will have barbers, manicurists, pedicurists. They will have a 24-hour VIP concierge. They will have daily entertainment. They will have movie screenings, DJ sets, video games, ping pong, pool, lawn games, and players will be able to attend other games. I don't know about you you all listening out there, but does that not sound like a blast? Get to go to the magical, most magical place on earth, Play basketball, and you get all these amenities. That's pretty cool. Uh, sources, according to Shams, the NBA teams that the Disney hotels that they'll, the NBA teams, the Disney hotels will be hosting the teams. Um, sorry for that word salad. Um, the Grand Destino Hotel, which I believe is at Coronado Springs area, um, the teams: the Bucks, the Laper, Lakers, the Raptors, the Clippers, the Celtics. The Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Heat will be at the Grand Destino. The Thunder, the 76ers, Rockets, Pacers, Mavericks, Nets, Grizzlies, and Magic will be at the Grand Floridian. And then the Blazers, the Kings, the Pelicans, the Spurs, the Suns, and the Wizards will be at at Disney's Yacht Club. Um, So how cool is that? Um, I've never stayed at any of those hotels. Don't know if I ever will. I think the Grand Floridian would be pretty epic. It looks pretty cool from the outside. But quite frankly, all three of those would be amazing. But looking forward to the resumption of the NBA season at the end of July. I know as an organization um, or as a league, uh, the league is still kind of ironing out details and listening to players' concerns and wanting to make sure that all the players feel on board with participating. And so um, mad props to the NBA for listening to what the guys are comfortable with and um, if the players feel like now is a time in our country when it's, it's a good idea to play basketball or not. And so the NBA is still trying to iron those things out. And um, if they are able to get that stuff ironed out, it sounds like they have a plan in place at Disney to make it happen. But I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so what I like to do now is look at a couple of um, inspiring stories that have happened over the past few months, and um, you know, coronavirus has kind of caused society to go to. Um, I, I guess the the you know society has changed and our, our culture has changed um, because of coronavirus. It's really brought things to a standstill. Um, but we've also seen some really cool. Uh, things take place in the sports world, um, in response to, um, a difficult situation. And so, um, a, an NBA player that I really, I really like, I think he's a, he's a great guy and he's got some, some mad skills on the court. He played at the university of Tennessee. Um, and that is Tobias Harris and Tobias Harris is a forward for the Philadelphia 76ers. And you know Tobias has a cool story. He was kind of, uh, he kind of got bounced around to a few teams for for a few years, um, but he really found his footing with the Clippers. Um, and then he got um, he got moved to Philly, and he signed a huge contract. He signed like a five-year deal, $180 million. And, you know, the, the contract was was a little bit criticized just because the, the 76ers made such a financial investment in Tobias. But he's a really good player. He's a great team guy. He's great for the community. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to share – um, is that you know? There was an article in the Philadelphia Inquirer um, back in May, and you know, Tobias was. Um, Tobias is a leader in the community. You know, he's a basketball player, but he is more than that. He is a leader, and um, he he is helping out families in need. And um, you know, one of the things that I, I, I read that was really cool is there was an article back in May, and um, I'm going to read a little bit of it, but. Uh, It was an article by uh, Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer. And um, Tobias will help support 12 Philadelphia families with mortgage assistance. He will provide lunch for 250 health care workers. And he distributed 20,000 children's books for at-home libraries in response to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, He partnered with an organization called Read by Forth. Um, The books for home libraries will go to Read by Forth whose partners include the People's Emergency Center, the Philadelphia Housing Authority, Master Charter Schools, and churches. Um, he partnered with Chick-fil-A to provide lunches to healthcare workers at Temple University Hospital hospital to thank them for their hard work in combating the pandemic. So, uh, you know, just wanted to, to kind of highlight that and say, um, you know, good, good for Tobias and you know, Tobias has been, you know, really blessed with a with a huge contract, and it's really cool to see him uh, supporting his community and trying to make a difference in in Philly. And, um, you know, really cool to see Tobias helping out in that way. Another NBA guy that I wanted to uh, to kind of highlight and spotlight is Kevin Love. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Kevin Love is a forward for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and. Um, quite frankly, on the basketball court, you know, ever since LeBron left Cleveland to go to LA, um, they have not won a lot of basketball games in, in Cleveland. It's been it's been tough sledding. You know, they might have a bright future uh, with some some young talented guards like Darius Garland um, and oh, shucks, I forgot the guy's name. They have another guard. He played at Alabama. Um, Give me just a second. I gotta look this up. This is gonna, this is gonna drive me crazy. Um, and got some young talent. Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton. Sorry about that. Um, I gotta make sure this is who it is. Yes, that's who it is. Colin Sexton. They've got a really good backcourt. Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. So the future is gonna be okay um, in Cleveland. But right now it's tough sledding for for the Cavaliers on the court. But one thing that's been really neat is is Kevin Love has taken a leadership role off the court with mental health awareness. And, you know, mental health is is sometimes um, not taken as seriously as physical health. And uh, the month of May was Mental Health Awareness Month. And given uh, the difficulties of the coronavirus pandemic and Um, kind of how that changed society, you know, mental health is something that should be taken, you know, very seriously. And in an article by um, Jackie McMullen, who's a, who's a tremendous writer for ESPN. um, I mean, she's a, she's a star. Uh, She wrote a piece about Kevin Love coping with, not just coping, he's been coping for a while, but him talking about mental health during the midst of the pandemic and how he's being a leader, um, during the pandemic. And I I just want to read a couple of quotes from Jackie Mack's article and, um, and how he has combated mental health in his own life and how he is pushing for other people to, to make a difference and to, to realize that mental health is, is not something, um, to take, to take lightly. Um, and he said that, um, He said, it's really scary what is going on in the world right now. You got to remember, this is back in May. So things have changed a little bit, but I I think it still rings true. It's really scary what is going on in the world right now, but you don't have to suffer through it alone. Take it from someone who did that for far too long. Um, He said that um, um, with May designated as mental, this is Jackie Mullen, with May designated as Mental Health Awareness Month, he is continuing to spread his message in these uncertain times that people should pursue mental wellness with the same vigor they do physical health. That's such a true message. That's so true. He said, love said my life is dramatically different. I have a lot more clarity about where I'm headed and where we are headed as a society in terms of removing the stigma from mental health issues. We still treat mental illness so differently from a physical illness If you had a heart condition, you would see a doctor and you'd take the necessary steps to fix the problem. Why should it be any different with mental health? You know, Love has done a great job of leading and being really vulnerable and open about his battles with mental illness. And I think it's such an awesome message for him to share. And there are probably a lot of young people out there and other NBA players and just society in general that might be struggling with mental illness. They might be afraid to seek and get help. And and so... I'm inspired by people like Kevin Love who are saying, you know what, I'm a great basketball player. Um, I, I, you know, Back in 2018, I signed an $120 million contract extension to play hoops for the Cavaliers, but I still struggle with mental health. And I'm a human being that has good days and bad days, and um, I need help. And so I'm really thankful for um, Kevin Love's leadership and for him bringing awareness to mental health. And I think it's really cool how he has used his voice to be a leader in combating mental illness. So, you know, as we look to the restart of the NBA season at the end of July in Walt Disney world, um, mad respect to Tobias Harris for his philanthropic work and the way that he has cared for the Philadelphia community and mad respect to Kevin Love for his leadership in speaking out about mental illness. I want to shift gears uh, now to um, the world's game. So um, we have recently seen the German Bundesliga, which is the main soccer league or football league, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, the, the main soccer league in Germany, they restarted a few weeks ago. And um, this week, the English Premier League in, uh, um, in England will, will restart their, their soccer league. Um, both leagues are playing with no fans. But I wanted to share a really cool story about a team in Germany. And the team is called, uh, and I'm not going to pronounce this probably correctly. The team is called Bayer Leverkusen. They currently sit fifth in the Bundesliga table. Um, they play their home games in an arena called the Bay Arena. It seats about 30,000 uh, people. But the team Bayer Leverkusen, they are in a town, in the town of Leverkusen, it has about 160,000 people. It's one of the smaller cities in the state that it's in. Um, I looked this up before the podcast, but the city is known for the pharmaceutical company Bayer, which is pretty cool. And they're also known for their sports teams. So um, they're, uh, you know Bayer Leverkusen is... Is, the, is, is one of the teams that they really support in that town. And um, there was an article. Um, it was in the Associated Press. I found it on Sports Illustrated. This was also back in May. But um, Bayer Leverkusen did a really cool thing during their um, home game uh, versus a team called Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, that was a tough name to pronounce also. But um, it, was a, it was a big game back in May. Um, and what, what – um, what they did was, um, they had, excuse me, it was uh, Borussia Gladbach that um, it was sorry, it was Borussia Gladbach that had a home game, and what they did was they had thirteen thousand cutouts of fans that they completely um, covered the stadium with, so. Gladbach fans took pictures of themselves at home and um, in a shirt or a scarf. They paid 19 euros, which is about 20 bucks, and they turned that into cardboard companions, and they peppered the stadium of with pictures of fans. So Bayer Leverkusen played against Borussia Mönchengladbach, and the Gladbach fans completely covered the arena with cardboard cutouts of pictures of fans, paid 19 bucks a person to do it, and if you get a chance, uh, Google um, Borussia Gladbach versus Bayer Leverkusen um, stadium pictures and you will see the fans in the stands of the cardboard cutouts. It is an awesome, awesome picture. So make sure you check that out. It is amazing. And so I just thought that was a bright spot in the sports world. And it just goes to show you the passion of sports fans throughout the globe. Another story in the soccer world that I wanted to share with you all is about a um, an amazing player and an amazing talent, and I want to talk a little bit about Marcus Rashford. And Marcus Rashford is a 22 year old leader and forward for Manchester United and um, the English national team. And you know, for those of you that don't know, Manchester United is one of the biggest clubs in the world, maybe the biggest club in the world. And Rashford has scored over forty goals in his young career. He is a terrific footballer. He's he's a superstar. And um, you know, Rashford grew up around the city of Manchester, and he recently um, brought light to um, a he, he recently brought brought light to a food voucher campaign for people in need in the U.K. And um, there's an article, there's an article, if, if you Google Rashford, I mean, there's articles all over, you know, the British papers and um, Sky Sports and um, the, the article that I'm looking at is in, in the BBC and what what he did was um, um, about 1.3 million children in England will be able to claim free school meal vouchers in the summer holidays um, because of a campaign that was spearheaded and led by Manchester United forward Marcus Rashford, um, the Manchester United forward. Um, he penned an open letter to politicians in England, and he basically said that we need to support children who need to have free school meals over the summer, and uh, especially people you know during the coronavirus lockdown and um, during when 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 schools are not in session. Families whose children qualify for free meals, um, maybe through the schools, um, you know, they needed help. And so Rashford wrote politicians. He spearheaded a campaign. And now because of this, about one point three million children in England will be able to claim free school meal vouchers because of Marcus Rashford. And so. I think that's pretty epic and it's pretty awesome on Rashford's part. And, you know, Marcus is known throughout the globe and throughout England for being an amazing footballer. And he's going to score a lot of goals and break a lot of other teams' hearts when he, you know, you know, scores an amazing goal. But, you know, this is the kind of stuff that I think really reveals character and um, mad props to Marcus Rashford for uh, being a leader, for using his platform for good and just think about the 1.3 million children in, in the UK that are going to receive a food assistance because of him. And think about how those kids are going to look up to Marcus Rashford and think about, you know, this guy's an amazing soccer player, but he cares about people. And he knows that there are things that are more important than football. And um, I just want to say, you know, mad respect for Marcus Rashford and good for you, man. Later this week, like as I mentioned, the English Premier League will start up. A couple of uh, exciting games that kick off later this week is, um, I mean, I'm not sure when you're going to be listening to this podcast, but on Wednesday, June the 17th, Arsenal visit Manchester City at the Etihad Stadium. Should be an amazing clash. Um, Arsenal, coached by Mikel Arteta, will face off against Manchester City and Pep Guardiola. Mikel Arteta recently was an assistant coach under Pep Guardiola before making the move to Arsenal, so that should add to the matchup. This will be the the team's first matchup since the long layover for coronavirus, so it'll be interesting to see if there is any rust. You'd have to think that on paper, um, Manchester City have a bit more talent than Arsenal, but I think it should be a pretty close clash and exciting to watch. Then later this week on Friday... June the nineteenth, uh, Manchester United travel south to London to face off Tottenham to face Tottenham Hotspur in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and uh, United um, uh, will we'll, um, that, that's going to be a great game. Uh, you know Jose Jose Mourinho is the coach for Tottenham, and he used to coach at Manchester United, so that'll add a little bit of luster to the matchup. Two great teams with a lot of firepower, so I'm excited to see that game. It's going to be interesting to see. Fans are such a integral part of the culture of European soccer, and especially in England. So it's going to be really interesting to see what it's like to watch an English Premier League match without fans in the stands. I'm anxious to see what that's like. I think they're going to try to add some exciting music and, and gimmicks to, to add to the intrigue. But nonetheless, it's just going to be fun to see a competitive match. And, you know, those are just four teams I mentioned, but all the teams will in England will begin playing uh, later this week. So we're excited about that. To end the podcast today, I just want to share um, a quick uh, message of inspiration. And I just wanted to, to end with a quote to to leave you all with Um that that hopefully encourages and inspires you. Um, I took a class this past spring semester, and the class was on biblical justice. And um, throughout um, my semesters, I'm I'm taking some classes in in a a local seminary and, um, and we are a part of community groups. Each semester and we are we are charged with reading a certain book as a part of our community groups and um, the book that we read this past semester the author was um, a man named Howard Thurman and Howard Thurman was born in 1899 and he passed away in the 80s um, but Howard Thurman was an amazing man Thurman was an african-american author he he wrote 20 books he was a leader He was an educator. He was a minister. He was a civil rights leader. He was a teacher. And uh, I believe he was was a hero. Thurman uh, served as a spiritual mentor to Dr. Martin Luther King and countless other people. Uh, He was a leader in the civil rights movement, you know, promoting radical nonviolence. You know, I, I will not do him justice in this short description of his life, but I encourage you to look up and read Howard Thurman's work. But this quote that he that he wrote really spoke to me. And so I want you to hear these words from Howard Thurman. He wrote this, do not ask, he wrote this, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs it's people who have come alive. I'm going to read it one more time. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive, and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Um, I think that's pretty powerful words from uh, a pretty power a pretty powerful man who. Uh, who did some pretty amazing things here on earth to bring about change, to combat injustices that we are still fighting today. And so may we all do what makes us come alive. The world needs people who have come alive. So may that be what we are about. Thank you so much for listening to Chalk Talk with Kyle Dobbins. Uh, We will uh, continue to, Um, put out content over the next couple weeks and thank you so much for listening. I I love feedback. So let me know what you think. And um, I'm excited that you are a part of this journey with me Um, until next time. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening.